We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to the Cast Next Door, podcast that loves your mother's cookies and other baked goods. I'm your host, Spencer Seams, and my guests today are uh, John Ryan. Hello, I'm John Ryan. My first time doing anything like this, so thanks for having me. And uh, Mr. Daniel Costa, or Dan as people call him. Ahoy hoy. Uh, I am also <laughs> am a first time, long time. I'm looking forward to this. Alright, so this is minute 57 of The Boy Next Door on the Cast Next Door. We take a part of the movie, uh, minute by minute, the movie, The Boy Next Door, starring J-Lo, and we just, um, discuss 60 seconds out of every minute in the movie and you know what sometimes the minutes are great and sometimes they are <laughs> one of the ones we have coming up some of them are just two confused human beings not knowing how a car works as it careens <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey spoilers previous to this minute uh noah had just pranked claire by putting pictures of him and her when they were well in the act all over mm-hmm. her room cl- her classroom and she comically had to get all the <laughs> All the pictures. I call it the paper chase. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty stupid moment. I've seen a lot for this movie, actually. The principal is knocking on the door as if, like, it's life and death. Like, it wouldn't be, you know, a normal situation where the teacher needs, like, two minutes, you know, before she opens the door. It's pretty ridiculous. Right, I couldn't see the layout of the room, but I was, like, it looked like the kind of room that might have, like, a bathroom off to the side, so... Like, like, she's, like, still washing her hands, and he's like, no, the door needs to be open now. And so our minute starts as uh, Hell Harper, the principal, is talking to Claire about uh, she needs to gear act together or whatever. Well, before so, she he asks her to come outside with her, and she grabs one remaining paper that was on the printer. That kind of made me laugh, to be honest. <laughs> but where does she put the paper? Oh, in, her, <laughs> in her skirt, maybe? I think she might have. She like kind of puts it behind her back, so she might have a crumpled piece of paper in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> While she's having this uncomfortable uh, conversation with her well, she's, She has the butt, she has to use it. It's a multi... Yeah. Multifaceted. Multifaceted. Yeah, Thank when she you. went to the butt store, the salesman was like, listen, you got extra storage back here, and I think that that's really going to be, you know, that's a selling point here. <laughs> She's talking to the principals, like, I heard from Mike that you laid your hands on a student. Mike's a dick. Let me get yeah. into this, all right? <laughs> I rewatched this minute, and this asshole, Mike the janitor, <laughs> uh, he saw Noah grab um, Claire. And then she put a hand on his chest to back him away. So Mike's got Mike has an axe to grind. I think maybe he was in love with J Lo at one time. And now, oh man, like everyone else, there's a whole side plot of just this janitor also oh. lusting after her. He never got the one light stand. <laughs> oh, do you think Mike is um, the boy from another uh, uh, dimension? Where like. Where the boy discovers time travel and it's a whole other timeline. <laughs> oh, Noah has not aged well then. Those are no longer wash, washboard abs. It's like that Futurama episode 
where uh, Leela dates Fry in, from the future, but Fry has to change his identity so that Fry doesn't know what I'm talking about. He, for some reason, puts Claire as the one to blame in this situation when, you know, later on... Well, naturally, she's a, she's a woman, so... Yeah, she yeah. has to blame. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that I'm joking. Be... I know, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, like, a very weird situation. Well, Even that, like, the proximity between Noah... And Claire should sort of signal that she's probably, like, her body language is not that of someone who's comfortable with what's going on. So, it, you know, it's sort of weird that he's yeah. like, look at that teacher uh, bully that that child, that poor muscle-bound <laughs> child, yeah. much larger than her. Who's <laughs> clearly right. 27, but I'm not right. going to tell anyone. No one in this movie can read people's body language or, like, uh, language <laughs> interpretation at, at all. Um, as evidence it, of the things that Noah says in front of the family. And well, yeah, it's a, it's a Rob Cohen movie, so <laughs> yes. it's not subtle. <laughs> no sub subtext in this movie But everyone whatsoever. just sort of bounces off of each other. You know, there's like never of like, oh, wait, what the hell did you just say? It's just sort of like, oh, he's done speaking, <laughs> right. now it's my turn to start speaking. Really, it's... Well, he's just so he's just so charming that yeah. you know you don't really you don't think you don't think it's sinister. It's like oh, it's it's the boy next door. So he's you know he's well, charming. When the boy next door, I hate to go back to a previous minute, but why not? Because this minute <laughs> sucks. So yeah, the does. boy ne the boy next door uh, meets Garrett for the first time. Mm -hmm. And all right, so we're all evolved men. Oh, that's one of my earlier minutes. Oh, okay, so you're an expert on this. Yeah, so, and he, I think that's one where he says things are a little wet. Yeah, things exactly. got a little wet around exactly. here. Now, things are a little. <laughs> now, the three of us, I'm sure, are not jealous men, and we would never be, you know, that kind of controlling man. But if this young hunk of a man starts walking around your, you know, estranged wife, mm -hmm. and he starts saying little things like it was awfully wet around here last night or um, I love your mother's cookies I think it might raise an eyebrow or two <laughs> if I say who is this asshole and, yeah, does he want and the funny thing is you know John Corbett is yeah. not like this sort of like great winner of a guy where it's like he could just have, like you know he could get any woman he wants so who cares if his woman's there it's like he's this sort of exactly. like dopey looking computer programmer who bought a challenger because <laughs> you know his life wasn't going the way he wanted even though he's batting well out of his league wait, with JLo. What he's a he's a computer programmer? I believe so yeah because he builds the computer for Kevin and at some point someone says right. that he's a computer programmer. Oh. He acts like he's a high powered high powered lawyer. Oh, and I picked up on that. Yes, yeah, he gives yes. off that vibe. Huh. You, you know, you should... Yeah, I, th I thought he was this, I a generic businessman doing business. All <laughs> oh, right, he's just gonna go to the business <laughs> factory, business. And, you know. Yeah, do some business and come home after Cause... business, and he he's gonna be like, work was, you know, I did business. <laughs> <laughs> business was tough today. Lots Had of make phone calls during business hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe. Uh, his theme song is "Business Time" by Flood of the Concords. That's how that's how he seduces Jennifer Lopez. Um, <laughs> Let, um, let's face it. You know, if this guy Noah comes over and say, "Oh, I'm friends with Kevin," that's a red flag. Kevin right? has no friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin has like, no friends. This guy either wants our money or my wife. There's no way he's, he's looking at Kevin yeah, like, "Damn exactly. it, dude! How many scams are you gonna fall for?" <laughs> we all remember the guy who emailed you. <laughs> Oh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Sweet, innocent Kevin. At least you have your computer. On top of Kevin, 
he can't be J-Lo's kid. He has to be adopted or from a previous relationship. Well, you would think because J-Lo's one of the most beautiful women in the world and John Corbett's a handsome guy, you would think that their offspring would be, you know, pretty you impressive. Think he'd, you know, have Not maybe the... a little bit more of a tan. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, even with all his computer use, it's still, you know, dude, you... That's not the that is not a Lopez style tan. So, <laughs> but then again, he's got John Corbett. So it offsets because really. John Corbett does not look healthy or well tanned in this movie. Uh, he really doesn't. I don't he looks know. Like he looks like your uncle that you're fine with. <laughs> Do you think they made him look worse? Did they add a paunch to him? Because I don't remember him looking this way, but I haven't seen him in a movie for a while. The only, th- the last thing I remember mm-hmm. him being in was Tilt, that like very short-lived ESPN show about poker players, and he didn't look awesome then. Oh. Uh, so okay. you know he's sort of generically <laughs> handsome in the way that you have to be to get to that level of starring in things like The Boy Next Door. He has a he like Alec. I'm saying Alec Guinness. What's Alec the guy's Baldwin. Name? Baldwin. It's like Alec Baldwin. But with yeah. less talent. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if you noticed, but when they were talking, um, the camera was slowly zooming in on them when it switched back between J-Lo and right. the principal. I didn't and it that. was actually pretty effective in making it seem tense. I didn't love her acting in this. And to tell you the truth, I, I think she's perfectly fine in this movie. And I, I, I She's I, fine when she's not trying to be a teacher. You know, yeah. Her as a teacher is kind of hilarious to me. You know, she gets this reputation for a diva. Mm-hmm. But all of her roles, she comes off as a pretty warm person. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a fair, you know, how much of it she brings to her roles, but she always comes off as a, as a pretty warm individual. Even despite the fact that she is incredibly attractive, uh, she's still very believable as just sort of this, uh, this woman who had a life that, you know, she was happy with. And then it sort of just broke apart on her. And so she's just sort of like showing up, uh, like at the start of the movie, she has the cake and the dad like shows up with the computer that he built, and she's sort of like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the kitchen. So, like, I, I sort of believed yeah. her in that part. I didn't believe her, no, as a teacher or a, a, a classics <laughs> professor or teacher. Um, I'm sure she read the Iliad at some point, but she didn't fully right. understand it. I read <laughs> Iliad and didn't fully understand it either. I'm not saying I'm smarter than her. The principal speaks to her about not questioning her integrity, and um, but her behavior. So my question to you is, what is the distinction? Because your behavior can, can't it put your integrity into question? Right. I mean, that was a little confusing to me. I guess mm. what he was trying to say is that, you know, I think he was trying to subtly signal, and by subtly, I mean subtle for this On movie. <laughs> subtly say, you know, I don't think, I don't think anything uh, is wrong with your character. I don't think this is some like deep seated okay. thing where you're someone who's apt to cause trouble or to mm. to harm a student. But it feels a little bit like yeah, he's he, disappointed. If mm-hmm. this movie was like probably one redraft away from him actually saying, "I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed," because he only seems <laughs> to show up uh, at times after something awkward has happened with her and Noah. And then he sort of just be like, "Well, you figure it out," because the oh, first yeah. time they see, uh, the first time we see him, isn't it right when uh, Noah has hacked in and is taking the class? Yep. And he's like, "Yeah," and he does a speech, which is one of my minutes. Oh yeah, also. I forgot that he comes in quoting it, and he does the whole speech uh, uh, from Achilles, which creates this weird thing of like, "Is he trying to? Is this? Is he trying to be like Achilles in this Iliad?" Or it feels like weird trying to force word symbolism that doesn't work yeah i know he's like that is the most no, no no i was just gonna say there's clearly he's trying to make that 
connection in his head, he sees himself as this sort of epic hero uh, who's, you know, his his life is like an all-encompassing desire to to do something. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is then he's just this guy who, like... Another problem is Rob Cohen directed the movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it just... But, like, it's plausible to me that, you know... I know people who at 19 read stuff like Atlas Shrugged or the Communist Manifesto, and they were like, now I know how I'll live my life. So it's conceivable to me that this guy whose you know, parents die, he's living with his uncle, he picks up the Iliad, and he's like, look at these guys. These are real men. They take what they want. They kill who they need. And like, I could see, mm-hmm. I could see him connecting with that. In a way, it's just unfortunately he then uh, decides that his main weapon is really awkward sexual euphemisms in front of like his friends. <laughs> yes. It's like Achilles killed Hector and drove, dragged him around. He like winks at Kevin and says like, eh, eh, sex with your mom? You get it? You get it? So is Kevin supposed to be like the Paris in this scenario? I mean, I feel like they probably didn't think much farther than like on a piece of paper they wrote uh noah <laughs> equals achilles and like well let's let's take a five Please. everyone we nailed it <laughs> yeah rob was like let's wrap day done so after j-lo and uh, the principal talk uh, kevin gets out of class and then he sees his dad right out of the classroom for some reason his, his dad is like right there standing in front of his purple penis yeah and he's like time for you to take this bad boy for a ride yeah if people didn't know they were related yeah. someone would call to catch a predator <laughs> It was like he was like dangling his. I also keys like how Kevin. in like every Hollywood high school, there's some designated like next to the handicap spots is a designated like parent pickup spot. Like the high school I went to, the, all of that like all the front was covered in buses. Mm-hmm. So it's always super weird for me that there's always like the prime yeah. spot right in front of the school where the parent can just hang out. Oh yeah, and be like, hey Kevin, I'm over here. It's like there's like a right. thousand kids in this school. How did he get that spot? <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh wait right outside the class i don't know he looks a lot like him we'll let him park here is there anything left to really talk about i think we stripped this minute pretty clean that has been minute 57 of the boy next door on the cast next door now before i go uh do any of you guys have any plugs uh, um you first john i have a twitter account if you want to see me retweet vaguely left-leaning articles and the occasional like dick joke um, so that's, uh, John doesn't sleep mm-hmm. at Twitter. Um, and I am in the process of working on a podcast of my own with a friend of mine, but that's still in the early stages. So I won't, I can't give you a name cause it doesn't have one. Well, yet. thanks for telling um, us. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if this has been a really engaging 20 minutes for you <laughs> sometime in the future, I will be putting out more content in a different place. All right. And, um, my other guest. Yes. I'll be playing Steve Jobs in the upcoming movie Jobs. You're Michael. You're Michael Fassbender. Don't tell anybody, but uh, you can. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's pretty ridiculous. I'm I play at Midnight Games mm-hmm. poorly. It's Uncle underscore Batman. <laughs> okay. He would probably give really weird gifts <laughs> if you had an Uncle Batman. <laughs> this it was going to it was a pilot that uh, Conan O'Brien wanted to make with Adam mm-hmm. West. As an old, older Batman car, uh, figure. So, Interesting. Unfortunately, Aww. it never got made. All right. Um, on Twitter, I'm Matt underscore Seams. Because when I started writing uh, short shorts and stuff, I used my middle name. And I can't uh. change it. So, And I write for Rhymes with Nerdy. And I write for Cinema Night Fight, where I review old TV shows from the 50s and 60s. Now, that has been Minute 57. So, uh, see you later. later.
we drive this bad boy away. We may be back for a minute 58. Spoiler, spoiler alert. We will be. Let's drive off in our purple car, boys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to a Talking Cast Presents the Cast Next Door. I was your host, Spencer Seams. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FirstEDIliots, all one word. Or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com. Or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Dan Husted. Produced by Dan Husted. He's our producer, Spencer Seams. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, Hurricane, and Universal Studios. No transfer is intended. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. This is the first edition?